5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lock it in, turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Eric Clapton, 77 today. I like this song. I've never heard it before. Yeah, it's... Clapton, uh, Clapton's catalog, quite distinctive. Rock and Roll Hall of Famer as a solo. Cream and... Oh, the Yardbirds. Yardbirds. Thank you, Ben. Knew you were here for a reason. Hey, Ben. Hey, Ben. Coach Houston not in the house today. Hey, Ben. So we won't hear that. Yeah, I'm, I'm missing that right now. Coach had a uh, situation come up. Everything's fine from what we understand, but uh, just didn't work out today. He has assured us he'll be here next Wednesday. We're waiting for Blake Harrell to call in, so we'll talk to the ECU defensive coordinator coming up in a few minutes. Ben will be keeping uh, an eye, a watchful eye, out for that on our uh, tremendous phone system there. Yeah, tremendous phone system. It's great. <laughs> Come on, Ben. It's great to have you with us. Nice of you to be along. Uh, got a ton of things to talk about. We'll try to get to as much of them as we possibly can as we wait for Blake Harrell to uh, join us uh, here on the uh, Patrick Johnson Show. Uh, that song, Bad Love, by the way, great uh, solo. If we ever could pluck the solo out of that and use it, that'd be just, just, you know, just for a note there. So a uh, 2 nothing loss for Pirate Baseball yesterday. We'll get a little more into this uh, later. Uh, watched uh, a good portion of the game yesterday. My guy, Sonny Sunholder, was uh, on the on the plus call. And, uh, I, look, you got to tip your hat sometimes. I thought State's pitching. What, they used four guys, Ben? I thought they were great. They, their four guys went pretty long. Yeah, that silver guy was just giving us trouble all day. Didn't have a lot of strikeouts, but... I mean, when you look at the scoreboard and the box score, he didn't let a lot of stuff get by when it came at the plate. So, I mean, Silver was lights out for them. Well, and I think they got pretty good performances from everybody involved. Yeah, absolutely. It was very well-rounded in their pitching with their pitching staff. They were coming off a weekend where they'd hit seven home runs against Georgia Tech. And uh, it was interesting. They were, uh, they were small-balling it yesterday, which I thought was uh, kind of interesting. They... Uh, Put some pressure on ECU early as far as that goes. And wound up with um, the game's first run. That was the game winner on the suicide squeeze. And that is uh, that is that. Hang on real quick here, Ben. I'm getting. He tried to call, but our glorious, tremendous phone system <laughs> well, immediately sent him or I've hung just, up on him. I've just, uh, I've just given him that. Uh, let me see if I can do something else here. Or hang on, live radio. All right, there we go. I'll let you know what's going on, Ben. You just 
You, uh, it was a great turnout for that game yesterday as well. I was going to say, uh, crowd was good. Top 20 crowd in baseball history, even though they had the early start filled in nicely. It's cold yesterday, too. Uh, some hearty souls out there. Yeah, I mean, uh, I felt for them. Thank God I was in the press box because, uh, I mean, I was even feeling a little bit in the press box and could barely handle yeah, it. It was, was, it, it was, was tough. It was chilly. It was chilly. But uh, State, look, that's a good team. They hit some – look, your hitting is going to come and go. If they get pitching like that, they'll be fine. Um, and his – their defense has just been really bad. That was great. Yes, they made some great catches in the outfield Absolutely. up against the wall and, uh, you know, just, just really looked good. There was two hits back-to-back -back that the Pirates made where I thought they were going to go yard, and then yeah. they just kind of snag one right there at the uh, at the fence. And that Somebody was hit a dying quell, and then that one was kind of snagged. So that was a good – was a good deal. And so I, I really thought the Pirate pitching was great. Their defense was solid. I think Coach Godwin is still just kind of searching, trying to figure out who is the guy or guys that he could put in that lineup. Uh, we'll get to some of uh, Coach Godwin's comments. Of course, they had the pro day yesterday. We'll ask Coach Harrell a little bit about that, but we'll also ask uh, or hear from some of the participants. Did we see the kid from, uh, I think the ref was out there. For, was the kid from Chowan? Yeah, yeah. I talked to ref about that yesterday. We were, somebody at social media had called us out on that, that we didn't shout out the Chowan quarterback. So. Well, I think they just mentioned, yeah. hey, he's there too, which I thought was really, you know, respectable of, of Coach Houston to do that. He said there was a Chowan quarterback and a Chowan receiver. Okay. Oh, there was a receiver too. Well, there you go. Well, that is um, that is something that we'll we'll certainly look into. Uh, see if we can make that number work, Ben. See if we can make that number work. We'll call out, get uh, Coach on here in just uh, a little bit. Uh, Pirates on the diamond, though, will have uh, a couple days to regroup, and then they'll head on out to Cincinnati to open up conference uh, play. Uh, and just tell him, Ben, if he asked, I gave him that. Um, hang on. All right, tell you what, why don't we grab a break, come back, we'll get this sorted out, uh, and then we'll get Coach uh, Harrell on in just a bit here. The Patrick Johnson Show, and we'll be back. Blake Harrell will join us in just a bit. Carolina's home for the Adam Gold Show. Come on in. Weekdays at noon, right here on Eastern Carolina's home for sports. I love sports. And the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Texas Roadhouse in Greenville is happy to support the community. At Texas Roadhouse, they not only want to be your favorite restaurant, they also want you to know they love this community and love supporting it. From providing food for charity golf tournaments to their school support programs, Texas Roadhouse is there when the Greenville community needs them. Also, it doesn't hurt that their food is awesome. Steaks, ribs, chicken, you name it, it's legendary. Texas Roadhouse, Southwest Greenville Boulevard, Greenville. Country Mart stores of Pitt County are locally owned and part of your community. At Country Mart, they offer that great Shell gasoline with Shell rewards that save you money at the pump. 
And these days, that's really important. And don't forget Smitty's Restaurant at the Highway 11 store with great lunch specials daily and Pat's desserts that will be the best you've ever had. The Stokes location also offers hot food. Country Mart with two locations, Highway 11 between Greenville and Bethel and Highway 903 in Stokes. Like us on Facebook for breaking sports stories and the latest from around the Pirate Nation. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. That's 94.3 The Game's Facebook page. Like us and follow us there today. Welcome back. Uh, hey, if you're tired of working every weekend, maybe you're fed up with working too many hours. Maybe you're uh, just not motivated in your job. Maybe bored would be the way to put it. Maybe you want to make new money or more money in a new career. New money's good, too. You know, a lot of people have old money, but new money. Well, Victra is the largest independent retailer for one of the nation's largest cellular providers, and Victra's Greenville Contact Center is now hiring. Victra has positions open for consumer sales, business-to-business sales, retail store support, customer care and operation support, fabulous benefits, including incredible commission potential, paid face-to-face training, medical, dental, vision, paid time off, 50% discount on your wireless bill, access to wages prior to payday. If you need them, 401k matching as well. You get her top dollar while working in a fun environment with a team of motivated professionals. That's Victra. They're still looking to hire people here before they close out the month. So apply online and get more information today for Victra at pit-jobs.com. That's pit. It's in pitcounty-jobs.com. We got Coach. All right. Coach Harrell, how are you? Good, good, Patrick. How you doing? I'm well. I'm glad we are able to connect. Thanks for uh, hopping on with us uh, here. I'll uh I'll just roll it out there to you. How's the spring going? It's going good. It's going good. It's uh you know, I think we're eight practices in, nine practices in, and uh got six more to go and seeing some kids really, really develop and you know, it's just so it's so different in the last couple of years and just having experience in older guys and watching them run around. So it's just kinda you get to sit back, you know, coach the young ones, watch the older ones kinda fly around and it's been really enjoyable spring so far obviously uh even those guys who are veteran there's some wrinkles i'm sure you can put in uh but with uh, the younger guys oh, yeah. is a lot of this about maybe adding to the depth because that really seemed to be the the bellwether for your defense last year is just the incredible depth that you had yeah I, you know it's funny you say that i was just looking on uh pro football focus today and it, it kind of gives it's a computer program that tells you every play in the nation's every possible stat but Cincinnati had like six guys play over 800 snaps, and we only had one guy play over 700 snaps. So that tells you, you know, just how many guys we were able to play, and and not that we had to drop off from one guy to the next. We had a a whole room of, of defensive guys that, you know, it, it took everybody in that room, and they really bought into that, and we were able to play a lot of guys and keep guys fresh, so they could go play with all out effort and play the way we want to play. So, um, and we got to continue to build that. We obviously lost some. Uh, some key guys and, and, and some key production. So sure. we've got to 
make sure we're building our depth with our, you know, our second and third, third uh, guys in the depth chart there that they can be able to step on the field and we don't lose, uh, you know, we don't have a setback at a certain position if they're putting a, a not a non-starter in there that we're still at that same starter level. So I thought last year we played with, uh, you know, we played about 22, 23 guys a game and, and uh, you know, at times we felt like we had 20 starters uh, within our, our defensive unit. So we were trying to get back to that same depth and uh, and build it. Is that it could be maybe an unlikely scenario, but I mean, is that is that the way in kind of modern college football defenses that are successful need to to be able to play a lot of different guys that can play a lot of different positions? Yeah, you know, I think it's just where we're at. Uh, we were at last year. I don't not necessarily think that's the way it has to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I think just kind of where we were at right now and. You know, we, we package some guys up and put, you know, different third down situations, get some different guys on the field or different short yardage situations, putting some guys out there that can play. Um, you know, and I think that the older guys are, the more experienced they are. I think the, the harder it's going to be for maybe a younger guy, you know, to beat a Miles Berry out. Miles Berry may be the guy that needs to be on the field um, 90% of the time. So it, right, it may, may right. change a little bit where he was probably – you know, last year it was Miles Berry and Aaron Ramsey or Will Backer. Well, both those guys are really good players and really experienced. And um, you know, you 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 wanted them both out there, but two fresh guys out there with you know really helped you uh, defensively and really helped the Pirates and, and put our our best uh, our best eleven at a time out on the field. So you know, hopefully we can continue to build that depth and, and get there. But uh, that's something that spring ball is for. I think even the bowl game, going back to all those practices yeah. that we yeah. were able to to get in during December, you know, kind of helped uh, get us an extra spring in, so to speak. So we're doing a good job at just building some younger guys and building some depth there. Anybody, um, we'll talk about some of the veteran guys, but anybody out of this younger, uh, if you will, group, uh, or is there anybody who's on campus? Well, let's start there. Any of these younger guys that maybe aren't the household name right now that uh, could very well become one or, or somebody that people will, will hear their name as we get into the season possibly? Well, I think you know, I was just I was just reading an article today, and it just happened to pop up my Twitter feed. Not that I go looking for it, but I think for the first time that we have guys who are experienced, who have played, who have, have proven themselves, and you're going to know who Manny Hickman is. You're going to know right, who right. Malik Fleming is. You know Xavier Smith on the field. So we know about all of those guys because they play, they perform, um, they've done their their thing in Dowdy Ficklin. But you know, I think we're having some younger guys come on. The Xavier McGivers, the the Dante Johnsons, uh, who who played for us and made some plays, but I think they're getting where they they look like starters out there. Um, and, and then a young man that's really a mid year enrollee that's kind of stood out, uh, not just to me but everybody on our coaching staff and even our players, everybody on our team is uh, J D Lampley. He's a he's a freshman, true freshman, graduated high school early, mm-hmm. uh, enrolled in January. Uh, from Richmond County here in North Carolina and just doing a really nice job. You know, he, he's going to be a guy that I think we can see some snaps from this, this fall, which for a true freshman on the D-line, that, that's uh, it just tells you how special he is. Yeah, uh, we've got ECU defensive coordinator Blake Harrell with us. I know when we talked to you about him back in uh, December for the uh, television special, you guys uh, were really, really, in particular, you were really excited about him. Uh, anybody else that's been like a mid way enrollee that that i mean obviously if you're doing that you're getting a little bit of a jump on things any other guys on defense that are those mid-year enrollees yeah, he's, he's he's obviously one that stands out and you know i think uh 
Isaiah Brown Murray, uh, the corner position, is doing a nice job. You know, he's rolling with the, the second team there and just kind of picking up on some things and flying around. And you can see some promising things coming his way as well. So, uh, you know, those are really the two new guys that stand out the most. Uh, I think Jack, Jack Powers at, the, at uh-huh. the rush spot behind Jeremy Lewis. Yeah. You know, you feel like, hey, he's a guy we can go win games with and, and get some valuable snaps out of and, and can help us win football games. So, I'm really excited about him and just the depth and, and what he's adding to our defense. So, feel, feel really good about things moving forward there. Let's uh, talk about, is there anybody that is going to be enrolling uh, in traditional fall that uh, we, we might could look to? I mean, I know it's a little different situation with some of those guys, but are there any JUCO guys? Refresh me on that a little bit. Is there? Is there anybody coming yeah, in? That, yeah, I think. Yeah. Well, kind of a you know a two two for one package I call it. Um, you know, one of the mid year enrollees we had was a Charleston Southern uh, graduate transfer, uh, mm-hmm. Chandra Mims, local kid here from West Craven. Mm-hmm. Uh, his brother will be joining us this summer, CJ Mims. Right. Uh, but just another D lineman that I think could could be a really good player down the road for us. So excited about him. Got a couple other uh, other young guys. Siobhan Revel is a um, junior college cornerback from uh, Lewisburg, originally from Winston-Salem. So I think he can be a good player for us. He's going to add some some speed and some length out wide. And uh, just excited to get those guys on campus. You, you never know when you get here. Um, when you're bringing those guys in the summer, they kind of don't get that spring ball, so to speak, in. Right. But they do have all summer. We're, you know, we're allowed to do so much more in the summer now than we were years ago uh, with walkthroughs and training and meetings and so, you know, and they go out and throw Skelly on their own, do some things out there. Uh, so they are able to get ahead a little bit compared to what they used to be. Um, but just, just really excited to get them hit here with our guys and around our guys and in our program. We got uh, ECU defensive coordinator uh, Blake Harrell with us. Give me a little bit on, on what you're looking out of Jeremy Lewis from a standpoint of uh, obviously a, worked out very well to switch sides of the ball, but as far as the jump from yeah. – what he did last year to what you're expecting out of him this year. Yeah, Jeremy Lewis, uh, the, the, you know, the best, I think the best decision was made last offseason was when Jeremy Lewis went from tight end uh, to defensive end to our rush outside backer spot. He's, uh, you know, he's a, he's a special special player for us and just being able to make that transition and the versatility he's given our defense. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, he made a play. We had a little scrimmage last Saturday, and he's he's the boundary dropper to the flats, and he, he's on the far sideline. Keaton Mitchell, who is uh, the fastest man in college football, had a little, you know, they check it down to him, and Keaton's taking up the far sideline. Jeremy tracks him all the way across the field and pushes him out of bounds and saves a touchdown. So that just tells you a little bit a bit about Jeremy, how athletically how athletic he is, and also just kind of the effort he plays with, and that's each and every snap. So. Um, just the things he can do with dropping into coverage, rushing the passer, just allows us defensively to be versatile and just really excited about him. We've got uh, Coach Blake Harrell, Pirate Defensive Coordinator, the spring game a week from Saturday on uh, April 9th. And uh, the Pirates continue uh, spring ball right now. The You, you mentioned Miles Berry. you got Xavier Smith. So, I mean, a couple of seniors there who are – uh, great leaders. Uh, what what are you looking for out of them this year? As this will be kind of the the last go around for them. Yeah, a, a couple of things you just mentioned. The spring game. And just thinking about that, this will be my first. This will be year number three for me, Patrick, and my first year in a, a real spring game where we had the pigskin classic and all those type of things. Yeah, How about that. Right. Uh, well, 
I'm going to get into that in a second here. But but what do you think of what do you think of Barry yeah, and, so and Smith? Xavier, give me give me a deal on yeah, those, and what they, what you're looking for out of those? Yeah, guys. Xavier Smith, Miles Barry. I mean, you, you can't you know experience is uh, you can't replace it. And it's those guys that played a lot of snaps, seen a lot of football. Um, I saw Miles Barry pulling with the younger guys in meeting room earlier, and just sitting and having extra time with them. And you know, I just in practice yesterday. Um, I just got to sit back and listen to those guys run the defense, run the show, and mm-hmm. you know, call out the calls. And it's really nice just to have older guys out there that are able to do that. And it allows you, I think, defensively to be a lot more versatile as far as you can put more checks in, you can put more calls in, and take those into a game plan. So that that's, uh, just allows you more flexibility as a play calling as a coach. When you – we kind of talked about – I mean, it is your third year. We kind of talked about uh, wrinkles. Um what is what is some thing? I mean, you're not going to tell everything here, but I mean, are, are there some things you're going to be able to maybe do this year, or maybe build on? I guess would be the more appropriate way to put it from than, than from a year ago. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, well, there's a couple things. You always each team has a different identity. Um, you know, two years ago we, we were more four man front. We probably pressured more two years ago than we did this past year. This past year. Um, we were more odd front, three-man front, and more of just kind of uh, not as much pressure. When we did pressure, you know, we, we obviously brought it, but uh, we changed some things up, and we, we didn't give up as many explosive plays when we did those things. So you try to find that identity and what fits your players the best uh, year, year in and year out. Uh, but at the same time, you're going to build on what you do. Hey, what gave us problems last year? How can we? What's the fixes for those things? You know, what few wrinkles can we add on third down that maybe our opponents haven't seen that can give us an advantage mm-hmm. and kind of go from there. Pirates offensively went for it on fourth down a lot last year. Is that a new thing now in college football? I know part of it, again, is personnel, kind of what you had to do last year at times, and, and it, a lot of that's predicated on where you are in the game. But it seems like we're starting to see that more and more. It's it's no longer, you know, every everything – pretty much is now four down territory for a lot of offenses. Yeah, it's uh, I think it's the new analytics in college football is and then you can you catch people, you know, especially defensively off guard a little bit. Um, you know, it's third and seven, third and eight and the pass rushers in our league was Houston, Cincinnati, UCF, whoever it may be, uh, they're geared up for the passing game and they're getting off the ball to start the pass and all of a sudden you run the football and you could possibly pick up a, a cheap cheap third down and, and by running the football or get you into an manageable fourth down, fourth and two, fourth and one, where you can where you can go for it on fourth down. So you're actually taking advantage of all four downs instead of just giving yourself three opportunities to get across, the, you know, make the 10 yards right. before you have to punt. So I think that does change the game, uh, the fact that, you know, you, you do keep that in mind. And I think defensively as a play caller, I, you know, I tell Coach Kirkpatrick all the time, I say, hey, when you show that you'll run the ball on third and seven, third and eight, I said you don't have to do it a lot. But if you just show it every now and then, it keeps defenses honest. It keeps you out of um, maybe some exotic looks or mm-hmm. mugging guys up or mm-hmm. you know taking a guy and spinning from the line of scrimmage to the post or whatever it may be. So it makes you a little bit more basic. It makes you make sure you're in a, a defense that um, you've seen the run look that you might get. So it, it just kind of calms you down a little bit. So we, we've had that, those conversations, but. I think you're exactly right. I think that's a little bit of a fad in college football right now. It's a let's maybe, you know, be a little bit more conservative on third down, knowing that we have fourth down in our pocket 
if we get in a manageable situation. There's a um, – Blake Harrell, ECU defensive coordinator, by the way, joining us here on the Patrick Johnson Show. There's a uh, maybe question or two in the secondary. I mean, there's some guys back, but when you look at the secondary, is that the area where you're going to – I mean, it's, it's where you lost some really good players. Is that the area that uh, – I don't want to say concerns you, but you're really concentrating on getting the right personnel out there? Yeah, and I, I think uh, obviously Quan McMillan was a, a guy that was very productive and uh, all American and just made a lot of plays for the Pirates the last couple of years. And, you know, you even go back and watch cut ups, and he stands out in a lot of different ways, not just the pass game, but also the run game. Uh, you know, Warren Saber and DJ Ford were two guys back there as well, who were, you know, 50 year guys who just felt very comfortable within that secondary and, and were able to make some plays back there. So, so certainly, uh, you know those, those two, those three guys you're going to miss. Um, you know, and I think playing a lot of guys last year uh, helped us build some depth. I mean, uh, Julius Wood right now is having a, an exceptional spring, but I think a lot of that is due to the fact that he played a lot of snaps late in the season last year. So he he's seen he's seen some action. He's been in, in the live fire, so to speak, and. Um, so you have confidence in those guys, Tegan Wilk, Sean Dorso, uh, you know, Malik Flemings obviously been solid there at corner. Demel Hickman's yep. had a really good spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Juwan Powell, you know, has played a lot of ball for us as well. So we, we lost some guys back there, but we've got a lot of guys that have played back there. So feel really good about it. Really happy coach that Warren Saba uh, is, is going to be able to continue, at least with the USFL for now. Uh, it looks like in the coming years they're going to have just more opportunities for guys play and, and get a paycheck to play and that, that paycheck is going to be like anything in life it's going to differ in size depending on where you are but for him to be able to kind of catch on and, and play in that league i think is a cool thing no doubt i mean this uh sounds like a really cool deal just kind of you know how they're going about structuring the league and, and organizing it and doing all those things and anytime you you have a chance to keep doing what you love and what you have a passion for you know playing this game coaching this game being involved in this game however it may be you know, it's just it's just a blessing, and I know Warren's really excited. We're really excited for him, and just looking forward to see, you know watching him play when that league kicks off, and and uh, watching watching get out there and compete. Pro days, uh, pro day yesterday at ECU. Jaquan McMillan, DJ Ford, Bruce Bivens. Uh, I, I, I've heard McMillan looked really really good yesterday. Obviously, he had a fabulous season. But you know, if you were if an NFL scout or coach or whoever said, "Hey, give me the book on these guys." What would you tell them? Yeah, well, I'd tell them this. I'd say, hey, they they help you win ball games. They, you know, they they help us change. And I think sometimes changing the the culture of a program, turning the program into having a winning season, I think sometimes those can be your toughest years. And DJ Ford, uh, Jaquan McMillan, Bruce Bruce uh, Bivens, Aaron Remser, Warren Sabe, all those guys did that. And uh, th- those are guys that. I, you know, they go out and test, they go out and run a 40, they go out and work drills, and they look really good and did a really good job. But more importantly is their game film, game film and what they did for us on a daily basis, not only on Saturdays, but every day they were in the building and what they did for our program uh, and just finding ways to make it better and lead our football team. Uh, so just really proud of those guys. And, and that's what I would tell NFL coaches. Like, hey, there's so many things you can measure. But there's a lot of things you can't, and what they did on a day-in and day-out basis was huge for our program. 
I appreciate your time here. A couple more things, if you'll indulge me and give me a second here. Uh, you mentioned this is the first time in the three seasons you've had that true spring game. Is, is there yeah. a format that's been decided on uh, for the game? You, you know, I was asking Coach uh, this morning just about that. and um, You know, sir, at last year we, we divided up in two different teams. And, uh, you know, I had to let, to let the players have a little draft. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, I wasn't sure if he was going to let that happen again. The, the players really enjoyed it. Um, you know, coaches, you, you just want to get through the game and right. nobody gets hurt and, right. and get and get in the off season back into training and all those type of things and look forward to, to the fall on September 3rd. Um, but that was really cool for the guys last year. And I was a little worried. I think like at linebacker, we're, we're down a few numbers. We've only got six on campus right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was a little worried that we wouldn't be able to do that format. But he, he mentioned this morning that might be the way we continue to try to keep it going and, and roll with it that way. Okay. And see if we can get it to a, a ball game that way. Obviously, you, you shorten some things up. You don't play a full game, but, right? Right. Uh, you know, and I, I I think it's you know it's really good for the fans, and, and obviously our players enjoy it. And, you know, the coaches we compete and have a little fun at it too. So it's 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 been a good experience. So I mean, theoretically, it could be like the purple and the gold again, kind of thing. Is that yeah? Yeah. yeah. So you know, some you, you've had those, you've seen those uh, programs where they'll, they'll have offensive scoring and defensive scoring, and it's really offense against the defense, right? Uh, but Truly correct. We'll have a purple team and a gold team. And, okay. Uh, if it all works out and, and can continue to go that route, which would be really cool. All right. So then, what's on the line for the coaches and the winning player and the, versus the losing <laughs> player? What are we thinking here? So, so, so the coaches actually divide up. You know, you're on purple team or gold team, and uh, the the winning the winning team usually gets a really nice dinner, steaks. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes crab legs, whatever. Maybe those, those guys choose the captains choose there. Uh, then the losing team, I think Coach said, you know, something like hot dogs or beanie weenies or something. Okay. Uh, so it's not as nice a dinner. So I understand. And I think the uh, the losing the losing team has to serve the winning team as well. Yeah. Okay. Does that include coaches? That includes coaches. Wow. So, All right. But, yeah. Luckily, I, I was on the winning team last year, so I, I hope a good a good I, dinner. I hope you keep it up, and I hope Kirkpatrick's the guy serving you too. That's what I would. <laughs> That would be my Maybe recommendation. Coach Kirkpatrick would be on, the, be on the same team. We'll put. Well, I think that'd be good too. It'd be, it'd be good too. I think that'd be good too. I, there'd be nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah, I, I, go ahead. I want to make sure Holton and uh, Keaton Mitchell and, and Raji uh, are all on my team, so I don't have to call, well, you know, defend those guys. I was about to ask you, and we'll let you go on this. Obviously, you're looking at this offense. Uh, you know, the running backs have been spectacular, from what I understand. Some receivers are developing. Uh, Ayler's is. Uh, has looked good, and I understand Mason Garcia. Garcia's looked dynamite at times out there. I mean, really uh, yeah. zinging it out yeah. there. So w- w- you've seen this offense uh, in the spring. What, what are your impressions of it? Well, I, I told Coach, I said, those, those two, we, we missed some tackles early in our scrimmage last week, and I told Coach, I said, those two running backs are as good as anybody we played last year in our league, and uh, they could play at, at anywhere in our, our conference. Uh, so, you know, that's that's how good they are. They make us better. They make so they make us be really on point about how we play the game defensively. Uh, Holton is no different. I mean, I think he had the chance to be the. Uh, we're talking about it this morning. Be the all-time leading passer in the American Conference. Uh, you know, next fall, and and he's he's a guy that can sit back there, and if you make a mistake defensively, you're unsound. You know, he can deal it out there and, and get it to the guys and. He just knows how to distribute that thing and put it out there and run the offense. And and as you mentioned, Mason Garcia, wow, what what an arm! You know, he he can sling that thing from 
from the boundary hash to the field outs and, and make all the throws and just very, very impressive. And he's going to be a really, really good quarterback. So they, they've got some weapons and, and that's really good for us defensively. And I always tell our guys like, Hey, the better they are, the better they make us and the more they stress us and the you know, competition just makes us better. So it's, it's been really good, um, for us this spring, not only just competed with those guys, but you know, as a defensive coach, knowing that, Hey, you have a lot of confidence in your offense. They're going to go out there and put up some points. And, and uh, if you make a mistake defensively, that we're going to have enough points on the board that, that we're going to win the ball game. So just really excited about those guys and really excited about our football team and our football program. Hey, Coach, it's great to talk to you. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll uh, look forward to seeing you out there, uh, if not sooner, at least in uh, 10 days or so. Sounds great, Patrick. Appreciate you having me on. All right, there he is, Blake Carroll. Appreciate him uh, hopping on with us here. Uh, we'll break. We'll come back. Ben will give you an update, and we'll have more of the Patrick Johnson show. Ben, I'll have something for you. Maybe a little B baby breakout here. Okay. All right. Chump move or not chump move? I'll I'll let you decide. Okay. On this, when we come back, but uh, an update. Again, Coach uh, Harold joining us today. Coach Houston was going to be with us, but he had uh, something come up, so he's going to be in studio with us next Wednesday. We'll break. It is the Patrick Johnson Show on the flagship of your ECU Pirates. 94-3 the game. Online or on the go, log on to our brand new website, 94.3thegame.com, to listen to the Patrick Johnson Show weekdays at 5. It might be crap, but we love it. (laughs) Or tell your smart speaker to stream 94.3 the game to take us anywhere you are at any time. Are you at a dead end when it comes to dealing with that awful joint pain? So was Rick Rawlings. I did a year and a half of steroidal injections in my shoulder, both shoulders. They weren't helping at all, and it was just a Band-Aid. As for the constant pain medication prescriptions... I didn't get any relief. I didn't get any sleep, so I just stopped taking them. I didn't want to get hooked on drugs. But one day... I heard a uh, commercial on the radio about QC Kinetics. Rick called QC Kinetics and learned all about natural biologic therapies, non-surgical treatments that actually help the body restore damaged joint tissue. And it was life-changing. After doing the QC Kinetics, I feel like I have a new life again. Today, my shoulders feel wonderful. My only regret was I wish I had done it sooner. From dead ends to new beginnings... Call today and learn about QC Kinetics' long-lasting relief. Call QC Kinetics, 252-765-PAIN. That's 252-765-PAIN. QC Kinetics, 252-765-PAIN. More than 1 million North Carolina adults never completed college. At UNC Greensboro, we believe excellence in education changes lives. That's why we provide paths to prosperity for more first-generation and lower-income students than any other public university in the state. We build the nurses and healthcare professionals, teachers and social workers, business owners and artists that make North Carolina better for all. Find your prosperity here. Visit prosperity.uncg.edu. Sponsored by UNC Greensboro and the North Carolina Association of Broadcasters in cooperation with the station. Greenville's number one sports show is back. Understand? Yeah, I understand. No, ready? Yeah, I'm ready. It's the Patrick Johnson Show on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. 94.3 The Game. Ben Barmuth here, 94th in the game sports update. We start to look at what's happening around Pirate Nation. And ECU baseball lost a tough one at home last night to NC State 2 to nothing. 
great turnout for that rivalry matchup as 4,830 Pirate fans packed Clark McClare Stadium. Unfortunately, the product on the field didn't replicate that energy as the Pirates only knocked three hits despite stellar pitching performances by Carter Spivey and C.J. Mayhew. Head coach Cliff Godwin, Cliff Godwin had this to say about his team's performance after the game. Outstanding, you know, Mayhew gave us a quality start and went and get up a run. We had, you know, missed a ball behind the plate and, uh, you know, they safety sacked there. So really should have been a one nothing game. But I just apologize to Pyre fans. I've never been a part of an ECU state game where we couldn't, uh, you know, scratch a run, get the crowd into it and um, very anemic. And that's on me, but we'll get better. The Diamond Bucks are back in action this weekend as they begin conference play against the Cincinnati Bearcats on the road this Friday. First pitch for that game is set for 6 o'clock, but you can hear live pregame and play-by-play -play coverage beginning at 545 right here on the flagship station, the ECU Pirates, 94-3 the game. ECU softball is in action as we speak. They're in a doubleheader in Max Joyner Stadium against Duke. And as it stands at the end of the fifth, Duke played a two in the top half of the inning to extend its lead to five and nothing. Moving on to the NFL, New Orleans Saints and former Eagles safety Malcolm Jenkins has announced his retirement after 13 seasons. Jenkins finishes his career with three Pro Bowls and two Super Bowl rings. Meanwhile, the Philadelphia Eagles announced that they will bring back their classic Kelly Green uniforms for the 2023 season. The Ravens signed coach John Harbaugh to a three-year extension. Former first-round pick and Heisman finalist Jabril Peppers has agreed to a one-year deal with the Patriots. And the Bears looking for trade offers for backup quarterback and former Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles. Wrapping up for Major League Baseball, the league announced another home run derby called Home Run Derby X. It will be a global tour of competitions in Mexico City, Seoul, and London. It will feature former All-Stars such as Adrian Gonzalez and Nick Swisher. That's going to do it for your 94 through the game sports update. I'm Ben Byron. More from the P-Man after this quick timeout. Videos, articles, and what's going on in the Pirate Nation. I thought that's what Facebook updates were for. Like and comment on 94.3 The Game's Facebook page right now. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. Are you ready for a new career? An amazing company chose Greenville to be the home of their nationwide contact center. Victra is the largest independent retailer for one of the nation's largest cellular providers. And Victra's Greenville contact center is growing rapidly. Victra is now hiring multiple positions for consumer sales, business to business sales, retail store support, customer care, and operations support. Benefits include incredible commission potential, paid face-to-face -face training, medical, dental, vision, paid time off, a 50% discount on your wireless bill, access to wages prior to payday, and 401k matching. Victra is now hiring both full and part-time positions, and top performers earn $25 to $28 an hour. All of their sales and service opportunities are inbound only. No outbound cold calls, no telemarketing. You will earn top dollar for every sale you make while working in a fun environment with a team of motivated professionals. Visit pit-jobs.com to apply now. If you want the best steak in eastern North Carolina, then remember this name. The Seahorse Steakhouse, 2301A Stantonsburg Road in Greenville. They serve USDA prime ribeyes aged 50 days, cooked to perfection by Crystal. The Seahorse Grillmaster, guaranteed to be tender and juicy. 
The Saturday Night Prime Rib is an experience you'll never forget. It's the most flavorful, tender piece of beef you'll ever eat. Delicious is an understatement. You're sure to leave full and satisfied. But if you have room to spare, a generous slice of one of their homemade cakes will take care of that. So the next time you want a really good steak in a relaxed family atmosphere, remember the home of Daddy's Steaks and Mama's Cakes. The Seahorse Steakhouse, Stantonsburg Road, Greenville. An important message from Byram Healthcare. If you live with diabetes, you know how challenging and painful it can be to manage your blood sugar. With private insurance, Medicare, or Medicaid, that can all change. If you test your blood sugar four or more times a day and inject insulin three or more times a day, you may qualify to receive at little or no cost, less copays and deductibles, a continuous glucose monitor, providing blood sugar readings with no uncomfortable finger sticks and alert you in real time to potential spikes with your blood sugar levels. Byram Healthcare is a leading U.S. provider of continuous glucose monitors. We carry most major brands and will work with your insurance to get your benefits approved. So if you have diabetes, call a U.S.-based Byram Healthcare specialist now and see if you qualify. 800-914-2037. 800-914-2037. 800-914-2037. That's 800-914-2037. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. Stay away from there. I'm gonna make pretend. I just don't care. I could get up. All right, uh, this is the music of Eric Church, who wears sunglasses on stage, right? Yeah, what a loser. Well, you answered it right there, in a way. You know who wears sunglasses indoors? The visually impaired or the blind and a-hole. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. It's a Larry David quote, and I don't think it is any more apropos than people who wear sunglasses indoors are either visually impaired or blind or or they're a-holes. Or guys that have black eyes because they're being a-holes. Maybe so. Uh, Bomby tonight, Ben, 62. And then um, tomorrow, about this time, we'll have some rain rolling in, maybe some showers and storms. That'll last from Thursday night into early Thursday morning. So 77 tomorrow, then 58 for the overnight Thursday. Friday, sunny and 72. Saturday, sunny and 66. Sunday, sunny and 70. Be a gorgeous weekend. Um, Patrick Johnson Show, we welcome you back. Thanks to Blake Harrell for being on with us. Um. I noticed you have this watch. You you brought that up. I think you wanted me to ask you about it because you brought it up. What's up with that? It's a nice-looking watch there. You don't strike me as a watch guy. Our guy, John Moore, gave it to me. I thought it was a part of the horseman or something for the, a second. The mayor? Yeah, the mayor gave it to me. Let me see this. He, it, I mean... That's a good-looking watch. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, Are you, and you're wearing it with a T-shirt. That's like what you wear, <laughs> like, if you're going out on the town, Ben, or, you know, you're going to something or to church or something. I've yeah. never had a watch before, so I'm not quite sure uh, what it what it goes with or what you wear it I with. I mean, it's a good-looking watch, and I'm not yeah. saying what you're wearing is, It's got know, a nice band on it, you know. I've, it's got I've, a very nice band yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah. It's not I, a cheap band. That's a that's a legitimate leather band. He thought he ordered a more expensive watch, oh, and then this okay. one came through, so. Yeah. Yeah, he was looking to ball out, and uh, this wasn't exactly the watch he was looking for. It's just like, hey, you, you look like a guy that could use a watch. You and need like, to know yeah, what time I, it is. I, yeah, I never, I, 
I've never had a watch before. Why not? So we brought up Eric Church because uh, he has canceled a show in San Antonio to go watch, as he puts it, his Tar Heels play Duke <laughs> in the Final Four Didn't in New Orleans. State? I was going to say, this is so on brand for UNC. <laughs> he went, didn't go to UNC, but he cheers for him. So that's, that's There's a what, lot of ECU fans like that. Wait a minute. So then there is a – so he's, a, he's an App State guy who's a UNC fan. So get on brand totally here for the Tar Heels. <laughs> so fair or foul, B-Baby Ben Byram, to cancel it? Because think about this now. We're not talking about he canceled his concert weeks in advance. Yeah. I mean, this was a big concert in San Antonio. I was reading stories where people have, like, taken time off from work, invested a lot of money, gotten hotels, Airbnb. You can't get that stuff refunded. Yeah. Is this fair or foul, B-Baby, Ben Byron? Never well, mind that you think Eric Church is a is a, uh, a dork. Oh, well, yeah, he's definitely a dork. I mean, um, Eric Church is a name that sounds familiar, but then when I looked at his songs, I mean— a lot of it is whiny bull. Like, it's, it's the epitome of what's wrong with country music nowadays. But, yeah, I think he did his fans a lot of favor because, I mean, why would you pay for tickets to go to an Eric Church concert? <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, you're wasting your time and your money. Go fair or foul? Four. Fair or foul? You know what? I think it's fair. Okay. I think it's fair. It's I think he did a lot of people some favors. It, I think you meant foul, but you answered it and said fair. But the way you described it, it's fair. I, I, I get what you're saying. I think saying. Church made a good move. I think. Well, it you was, like it? Yeah. I, I think it's. It, I think it's good for those people that paid for those tickets to go see Eric Church, especially if they can get their money back. It's a Eric, chump move. If they went went to see that concert, Eric Church probably would have damaged his reputation or damaged his reputation in their eyes anyway. So. <sighs> Good PR move on his part. You were something else. You were something else, Ben. All right. Um, 5.45. We have that much show left. All right. 5.45. It's time for today's Pirate Report. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. I think the thing to start with would be baseball, don't you? kind of talked about it at the beginning of the show. Pirates only managed, uh, what, three hits, no runs? Three hits, no runs. And uh, State got great pitching, made some plays in the field, and got some timely ABs and played some small ball, kind of used that Eastern North Carolina style and East Carolina style against them in a lot of ways. Uh, this is Cliff Godwin, his reaction uh, after the loss when he talked with the media in the post-game scrum. No, our pitching was outstanding. You know, Mayhew gave us a quality start. And wouldn't have given up a run. We had, you know, missed a ball behind the plate. And, uh, you know, they safety sacked there. So, really should have been a one nothing game. But I just apologize to Pirate fans. I've never been a part of an ECU State game where we couldn't, uh, you know, scratch a run, get the crowd into it, and um, very anemic. And that's on me, but we'll get better. Uh Coach, I'm not laughing at what Coach Godwin's been. Just said something outlandish again, and it just it tickled me. Coach Godwin uh, hates that the team couldn't be competitive against NC State. Yeah, it's not about the hits, Coach. O. I mean, we couldn't square the ball up. I mean, it's just I don't, I don't. <laughs> to be honest with you, we've got to light a competitive fire. I mean, um, I enjoyed playing in uh, ECU State baseball games. It's competitive. It's uh, you know a rivalry and. 
you know, we just came out here and played baseball and, you know, got it stuffed up our tails. So, um, but we'll get better tomorrow practice. And uh, they just did the mustache march, shaving the mustache. It was a made-for-TV uh, event. That was a great cause. Great cause to raise money for ALS awareness. And uh, yeah, a little weird to watch on television. but uh, Yeah, a little strange. A little strange, little strange to watch on TV. Took up a lot of time. Did Well, I mean, there's no easy way to shave your mustache, if you think about you're it. You're shaving other people's. You're well, well that's a good own, point. Yeah. yeah, you're shaving other people's mustache. So there's really no good way to shave somebody else's mustache. You don't want to hurry through that. What if you mess up and Cliff Godwin starts bleeding or something? I mean, you can't have that on live TV. No, you can't have that on live or, or recorded television, for that matter, uh, either. All right. Um, I'll say this, though. The Agnos, Hulk Hogan, Fu Manchu deal? He's got a good look Solid. Going I love it. I'd keep it. If it were me, I'd keep I, it. I think that's a good look for that's him. That's a solid look for, uh, for Agnos, in my opinion. All right, uh, Pirate Pro Day yesterday. Uh, Tyler Sneed looked good from what we understand. Did we get his 40 time? Did did the ref tell us what it was, or did some somebody on there claim no, what they knew what it was? You have sleuths on Twitter saying it was a 4.46, which seems a little bit of a stretch. Another okay. guy said it was a 4.7, so somewhere in between there. We'll put it that he way. He better hope it was 4.4 four, yeah. uh, for Mr. Sneed's uh, sake. Um, no diss, respect, but uh, not dissing yeah. him. No. But, I mean, that... I can imagine Belichick was there. Yeah, 28 out of the 32 teams were there, Ben. I, I don't know. They weren't taking attendance, I don't think. He's just the most Belichick guy ever to me. Well, no, he is. is. Uh, Tyler Sneed uh, says the reaction he got from the scouts was that he had a good workout. Just said I had a really good workout. Uh, Solid, just, you know, keep being me, have good tape. Um, But, you know, I just want the opportunity. And, uh, you know, if I get that, I feel like I've been the underdog my whole life. So, I mean, I I feel like guys prepared me for it, so I'm ready. Drills were like taking a test. And, by the way, if we were grading – for spelling on this list. <laughs> Woo! All right. Drills were like taking a test, according to Tyler Sneed. Nothing caught me off guard. I mean, it's like a test. You you know what's going to be on the test. Um, it's just getting out there and, and executing it. And so I felt uh, good about it today. I felt like I could have been better. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm blessed to be here, and so I can't complain. All right, then let's go to six here. He talked about being in front of the scouts. I didn't know it was 28, but, uh, no, I mean, it, it feels good, you know. I just wanted to show him what I could do and uh, do it to my the best of my ability. All right. Uh, we talked uh, and asked Tyler Sneed about his goals moving forward. I mean, like you said, everybody wants to get drafted. Uh, that'd be a huge deal for me. Just, you know, I feel like I've worked my whole life f- to, for this opportunity. Um, but I just want to go to a team that wants me, uh, gives me a shot, and where I can show them, you know, how I play. It's, I mean, it's like one thing if you – because we all type something and you maybe skip a letter or it's a typo. Yeah. But, like, this is missing whole letters in yeah. whole words. Well, the were was spelled W-E-R. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, this is this is like some kind of odd derelict type <laughs> of I, – I don't even know. All right, uh, Tyler Schneed was asked, was he happy with his decision? Once I made the decision, that was that was a big uh, thing everybody was saying is you got to go 100, 100 miles per hour that way and that decision. So once I made it, uh, I didn't want to look back because I didn't want to regret anything. And so I feel really good about it. Um, you know, I came out to a couple practices and I missed, you know, being out here with the guys. But at the end of the day, that's the decision I made. And uh, I stuck with it, so I feel good about it. All right, we got some Mike Houston audio uh, from Pro Day yesterday. Coach said it was a big day for the program. Exciting day for our program. And, uh, you know, excited turnout we had from the NFL scouts and, uh, you know, CFL and 
XFL and NASCAR and everybody else. So it's uh, a lot of people out here to see our kids. But um, you know, certainly proud of this group. And uh, you know, the one thing I told all the all the scouts this morning before we got started is, you know, the one thing I can I can without question recommend you know all these kids from a character standpoint. And uh, you know, they've all worked very hard to prepare for today. And uh, you know, I think they've had a positive day. This is Coach on uh, specifically the scouts. Hey Ben, hit that cut. We talk with scouts all throughout the year. I mean, most of these guys have been here multiple times throughout the year, and uh, so there's a lot of dialogue that goes back and forth. And uh, you know, we'll just, we'll just see. You know, there's still a lot, a lot, a lot of time for the draft and a lot of time for uh, you know OTAs. Coach said that a lot of these kids have put in a lot since he last saw them. Well, yeah. I mean, it's certainly. I just remember the pro day my first year here. It was kind of a joke, to be honest. And uh, you know, to see you know the way the guys are prepared, and uh, you know they've all they're all bigger, faster, and stronger than they were the last time I saw them. Uh, and they've all done their due diligence, uh, trying to make sure that this day was you know they're prepared for it. And so uh, you know, I'm just I'm kind I'm kind of proud of that kind of work ethic that you know comes with all of our kids now. Um, let's get some Jaquan McMillan sound in, shall we? Here were his thoughts on how the day went. Um, I think I had a pretty decent day. Uh, I feel like my 40 could have been better or whatever. Uh, I, I don't feel like I got out and ran, but for the most part, I think I did pretty good. All right, and McMillan talked about uh, prospects of getting an agent. I have an agent, Safira uh, Lawson, SGI uh, Sports. Uh, but, yeah, I signed with him like, basically right when I declared for the uh, draft. Uh, me and him got a great relationship. Uh, it was a guy I most, most felt comfortable with, but I had a lot of so several uh, offers, whatever, uh, with different agencies, but uh, I wouldn't mind. And uh, he talked about uh, most teams have uh, him slotted as a corner. Most teams have me listed as a, uh, the nickel corner. Some of them have me as the corner, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Most of them definitely have me as uh, the slot corner. He talked about the teams he will visit with. I have a couple of visits set up, uh, top 30 visits. I've been to one. I've been to the Lions. Uh, the fourth, I leave and go to uh, Denver, then straight from Denver, go to the Cardinals, and then from the Cardinals, go to the Chiefs. So best of luck to Jaquan in that. Uh, DJ Ford, the UNC transfer, talked about uh, his pro day. Uh, this is Cut 18 on what is next for him. Still trying to figure that part out uh, from here. I guess we'll see what teams I talk to. Uh, just get back to training, get back to work, make sure I'm ready for whatever team hits me up so I can get into a camp and try to prove myself. He talked about what he uh, got as far as feedback from scouts. I asked a couple guys what they thought, and they told me that they felt like I moved really well for a guy my size, my, my stature, my height, and everything. Uh, there was no lag in my movements like they, they tend to see sometimes with a guy this tall, so I felt good about that. All right, and this is Bruce Bivens on uh, how the day went. I feel like I did well. Um, you know, I didn't meet some of my goals, but, you know, it, things happen. You know, the conditions kind of cold out here. But, you know, I, I'm just happy I got out here to compete one more last time, you know, on this practice field. You know, I'm a, I cherish the moment, and I had fun with my guys. And, shoot, I'm, I'm happy with whatever. You know, um, yeah, I'm just blessed to be in the position I'm in and to get out here one more last time with my guys. And then he was asked about playing in other leagues. 24. Uh, I love playing football, so, you know, 
uh, I, I obviously want to, you know, pursue my my dream of going to the NFL. Like I never knew of those, I never knew of those other leagues growing up. But you know, I've always wanted to go to the NFL, so that's kind of where my heart is and where my mind is. But whatever God got in store, I'm willing to take on that. That was interesting. All right, yeah. I mean, look, get a chance to play. That's the thing I think is is really positive now. You got more roster spots at the NFL level. You can make a practice squad. I think you can go to the USFL and do okay. You can go to the XFL whenever that returns. They both got big TV deals. So, they do. Yeah. I think that'll only get better. And uh, obviously, you can go to Canada. Look, guys have had great careers in Canada. You make see a you solid guys. living up there. Yeah, yeah. You see, you guys have had great. Get a guy go number one overall. What was it, a year or two ago? Yeah, sure, did. Jimmy Williams. Yep, sure did. He's a good guy. I enjoyed talking to him. I remember talking to him, Ben. That, you were here then, right? That was good. That was good. Um, big thanks to uh, Blake Harrell for joining us today. Appreciate that. Uh, Brian Mould tomorrow. I think uh, we'll have Coach uh, Kraft on as well to talk about their uh, home meet this weekend. Ben, great job as always. And we'll catch you tomorrow. Five o'clock on the Patrick Johnson Show. Wellness Center's Happy Starts With Healthy. And we all need a little happy and a lot of healthy. That's why we offer exercise equipment and classes. I know. They're indoor pools and personal training, too. And more wellness services. Like nutrition and yoga. With no annual commitments or hidden fees. Zip, zilch, nada. Because here, it's more than a gym membership. It's a happy, healthy relationship. Sign up today at VidantWellnessCenter.com and... Don't forget to bring a friend. (laughs) Attention business owners and management, Roebuck Staffing of Greenville and Newbern is here for you. Will Roebuck and his staff are committed to fulfilling your staffing needs. Whether you're a contractor, a manufacturing company, or if you just need janitorial or clerical work for your business. Roebuck Staffing also does temporary.